Welcome to the Deerfield Family Theater Podcast. In this season, we're talking with the cast and production team for DFT's Disney's Beauty and the Beast, the Broadway musical. Speaking of Beauty and the Beast, the musical, in case you're tuning in and didn't already know, DFT is putting on a performance of Beauty and the Beast this November of 2023. And performances start Friday, November 10th and go through Sunday, November 19th. So while you're listening to this episode, visit DeerfieldTheater.com and get your tickets. Thank you to all of our sponsors for this year's production with a special thanks to our platinum sponsor, Mosaic Construction. Without further delay, here's the interview. Amanda and Peter Van Eck, welcome to the DFT podcast. Thank you. We're so excited to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm super thrilled. This is my first couple that's come on the podcast. My our very first episode for longtime listeners know I had the co-writers of Schoolhouse Rock the Musical who adapted it. So my very first interview was for two people, but first married couple. So uh, super thrilled to have you both. How how does a married couple get involved in, in community theater and DFT? Well, I have done theater for a long time and I've done DFT, I don't know, maybe three or four times prior to this show. And when we got married, he was already pretty musical. He's a drummer, has sung a little, and he noticed I started doing shows post-pandemic again. And he was like, oh man, you're gone at rehearsal a long time and i'm like yeah it was mostly loneliness that made me think <laughs> like can i go too yeah <laughs> so then big fish auditions were coming up and it's one of my favorite shows ever so i was like i'm doing this show it's happening you can join me or not and he decided to he's very nervous for his first audition but then it ended up going so well he even got a role and has had the theater bug ever since. Yeah. Knocked it out of the park, by the way. So too bad for those who are tuning in and wishing they could go see Big Fish. That's in the Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. It was a fun um, one. So Amanda, then, had you performed in Deerfield Family Theater before or was post-pandemic the first time you were coming in? No, I did Big the Musical for DFT in 2016. And then I did Little Shop of Horrors for DFT in 2018. So I've done a couple of shows prior. Okay. All right. How did you find out about it? Are you from the area? Did you, did somebody tell you? So I've just done theater since I was like 11 years old and I started in Wilmette, like North Shore, just in general. So all of my friends kind of were from the North Shore and then they would start doing shows and tell me about them. And then that's how I kind of just found Deerfield. I like to switch around Mm -hmm. different uh, theater companies. But then once I started Deerfield, I realized how friendly and amazing everyone is. And I've kind of stuck with them. So so then, Peter, your first performance, was is that ever was with Deerfield Family Theater? Yeah, Big Fish was the first. And yeah, it was just, you know, I had I had played music my whole life. So I'd, I'd been on stage for things like that, but never the acting, never the dancing. So yeah, Big Fish was the first, got a role and loved it. I just loved the like kind of feeling like I'm on a team again, where we have like the goal of doing a great show. So I got into it so quick, just feeling like I was like back in sports where I was on like a team of 15 and, you know, we're practicing for something. So, you know, I'm very competitive. I want to, you know, be excellent in everything I do. So just seeing how, you know, everyone took it so seriously and wanted to do a good show. I was just really into it from the get go. Did you win the theater? Did you win? (laughs) 
<laughs> I I think we did with Big Fish. Yeah. Was that the first one after COVID? So that was Yeah. I did you know. one show pre- like past COVID, but people were still in masks. So that was kind of the first one where it was a little bit more back to normal. Mm-hmm. And it was a great experience. I think I think that was a really nice first show for you. Yeah, it was a small cast, Aaron at the lead, like he is for Beauty and the Beast. And yeah, great. A great first place for me to dip my toes in. So was it hard for you, Peter, then to like not be thinking about how the drummer is drumming in in the pit, in the band while you're performing? Were you able to like separate your your, your drummerness from? You know, I wasn't I wasn't able to do that Uh, (laughs) because, yeah, that's that's my background for sure. I think it came in handy a couple times. I would help people out that didn't know the rhythm and i was like hey it's it's 789 like you know helping helping there but it is hard not to to see what the drummer is doing but that's that's my favorite part of it music's my favorite so that we're singing and listening to the band and the music director i just love that i get to do something with music again and for the acting i grew up in a very funny household we were all trying to one up each other my dad was hysterical so kind of the moment to moment humor and making the right comment that's been with me. So the acting part kind of came naturally and the singing I've always done. So I just kind of put it all together and got great training from watching Amanda and everyone else and just kind of seeing how people do it. So, so Amanda, then you, you do a little bit of, of teaching of dance and stuff, right? So, I mean, how does that relate to your theater experience? So I love the teaching portion of it or being on the production side of it as well. I've Never worked with adults on the production side, which I eventually would love to get into. I right now I'm teaching at Roots, so I teach four-year-olds. So that's a little bit different because they're, you know, they're four. But I usually direct the musical at my middle school as well. And I've done that for eight years. So that is one of my favorite things. And knowing everything that comes together and realizing the tough parts of putting a show together because sometimes when you're acting in it you don't always know all the behind the scenes parts of it and when I'm now that I'm acting in it and I direct I understand how hard they're working as well so I think I appreciate all of it a little bit more Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah no that's it, it's great to have additional perspectives right whether Peter it's you with the drums and making sure people stay on in rhythm or on beat or whatever yeah. and then now, Amanda, you've got that perspective uh, as a performer coming from it with the other side of of the directing. I think that that only helps make a fuller experience. And as the listeners know, I have a toddler. I have an almost three-year-old. And I got to tell you, like, when they're in daycare, like, I think they spend half the day dancing. And they get really good, even unstructured yeah. dance. So I've seen some of these, like, videos that they send us. And, like, these kids got moves. <laughs> Yeah, they are so much more capable of things than you think at the beginning. Like we're doing Moana right now at Roots and the lines they can say, the dance moves and then the singing too. It's the cutest thing to watch them get started in theater and start to love theater too. Well, you know, they have no inhibitions, right? So Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. Don't know what embarrassment means yet. <laughs> yes, yes. So what is that like then? Like when you get up there on stage, I mean, Peter, this is still relatively newer for you, but even Amanda, like, do you still get nervous a little bit like when you're uh, performing for a live audience? Yeah, I always get nervous. Always have. I mean, it's just the anticipation before, like when I was a drummer and we would have a gig with like my high school band, I would just be 
just shaking. But there's something about when it starts, I call it like tactical mode when like there's really no option but to go and perform where there isn't really space in my mind to be anxious anymore. And that's my favorite part where it's like, we have to do it. You just have to go, you know, other things take priority where the two weeks before anxiety takes priority for me. But, uh, you know, I think I just attribute it to like caring a lot. You know, I hope that everything I do goes well. So I get really nervous because I wanted to, but luckily, you know, once the lights go on and we, we take the stage, you know, I kind of shift into that mode where it's just lines, it's tempo and there's nothing to worry about. It's happening right now. And yeah, I, I definitely went through a stage where I didn't get nervous anymore. Post-college, I was really like super confident. And then I think after COVID, just being kind of isolated and not being able to go on those many, many auditions just to kind of practice the art of it, I've started to get nervous again. So it is a little bit frustrating <laughs> that that's back in my life, but it it is something that is important to push through. And kind of like Pete said, like, I have to do it. And and I know it's going to be fun. And also, it's usually just opening night. So once opening night is passed, I'm like, okay, we did it. Here we are. It, yeah. you know, nothing went wrong or too too wrong. So now we're ready to to really push forward. Yeah, my big fish opening night was very scary but then the next night i was kind of more excited backstage and everyone could see like you've done it now so could have been just that first moment but or the first night any show opens where it's like oh my god are are we ready and then ideally you see after it it's like wow we were ready we killed it and then yeah. you just have to do it seven more times and then it's a blast yeah yeah it's like getting in the zone going back to sports right or getting into a, like a flow state like once you're out there like you just sort of forget the rest of the world exists right yeah why beauty and the beast what what made you too interested just because it's another dft production and you wanted to do another one or was there something special about this story or this show i've always wanted to be in beauty and the beast i directed it at my old middle school like a while back and i just had so much fun and i thought the music was so pretty and Every scene is entertaining and every character has their own vibe and it's really fun. So I just really wanted to do the show, whether I was dancing, whether I was singing more and I get to dance a lot. So that to me was a nice addition to it. Uh, yeah. And for me, Beauty and the Beast, you know, I think of the music again, like growing up watching all the Disney movies, I was into piano and, and music so early on and hearing, you know, pretty melodies and Disney movies, like they just have so much beauty in the music where that's what I, I think audiences, when they see Beauty and the Beast in a few weeks, they're going to like the spectacle of the costumes. And while wow, there are 30 people dressed up, but then it's like the goosebumps you get when you hear those musical themes. Like I get, I'm thinking about it where when we sing it, I'm getting it. And then you hope the audience, even if they're not as musical, they just, that's what music does. Like those, those melodies just ping your ear and give people goosebumps or the chills or bring people emotions. And I just remembered the movie from having that. And now there are so many other songs I, I didn't know that are so good. So I just get a kick out of singing it all. Yeah, yeah. So for those who have only seen the movie, like what have, are some of the differences with the musical? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, there are the big ensemble numbers. <laughs> That's where you're going to see me. But I think the movie versus what we're going to put out 
it's a smaller theater and it's it's 30 of us bright light so i think it's just going to be so nice to see all these people dressed up as plates napkins you know all the dinnerware right in front of you versus seeing it on a screen it's kind of just like an in-your-face moment i also think there's added songs and the plot goes a little deeper into looking into like bell and her dad's relationship which i think is important because you see how much she's sacrificing by being at the castle so yeah, I mean, I think it's just so fun to see all of the characters come to life, right? That they've all seen. And I think the actors playing all of those characters really do a nice job of playing into the fact that it is Disney. So, you know, it does make me feel like, oh my goodness, am I watching the cartoon right now? Oh no, this is real life. So so I'm just I'm just th- so thrilled because like Deerfield family theater, right? We're all about family. And here the, the two of you are a family performing in a Deerfield family theater show. Yeah. Uh, what what do you think that's done for for the marriage? Has it been a positive, a positive thing? Do you think being being in a show together? Yeah, I would say it definitely has. Like, to be honest, I was a little nervous about like, oh, my gosh, what if he makes the show and I don't or what if I haven't shown he does or whatever, you know, and that was definitely something we had to sit down and talk about too just because my whole life has been theater so I was like wait a second I know what this feels like and it's that fun if you don't you know everyone doesn't make it so we definitely had to talk about that but then also it's really given us time together as well he works from home and I obviously work at a school so I have a school schedule, but because I direct musical as well, like sometimes my hours are a little crazy. And this is like built in time together, having a shared goal, doing something that we can, we both love and can talk about at the dinner table. And we also did a cabaret together last year. So it's, you know, turned into more and more. And that was really fun. We, we learned more and more about each other that way. Through all the practice. Yeah. Lots of practicing and, you know, it's, it's interesting when your spouse, you know, gives you notes and you have to give them notes and in, in the cabaret situation specifically. Yeah. So, you know, it's definitely strengthened our relationship, I think. Yeah, uh, I would say the same. Um, it is fun to see each other more. I feel like we have like our first hobby that we're both into the same thing or more. I've like mooched onto her thing. <laughs> I just love it. I mean, I love I love the people in theater. I love the production staff. It's just, it's a different type of person that I'm used to, like very confident, but also very collaborative, very unique. We're all kind of nerdy. We're all very into it, but I haven't been around a lot of people like that for a while since sports, since there was something where we're all into the same thing or marching band. So I just get a kick out of it. I'm just an accountant. I work at home, you know, I'm just clicking numbers away. And then I go to this place where it's 30 people that are so excited about this one thing, which for me has always been music, but I was never in choir. I was never in those things where you got to sing with people. And now I sing with Amanda and I just, I love it so much. And I probably, if I didn't meet Amanda, I probably would have never gotten into theater. So, you know, we have one more guy in musical theater now. Thank you for her. <laughs> yeah. There's so few of us, Peter. Yeah. I mean, you know, it used to be only men, (laughs) right? Like you go back far enough. And now for a quick break, let's learn about this year's platinum sponsor. 
For over 32 years, Mosaic Construction has provided outstanding renovation, remodeling, and construction services for commercial and residential property owners. They have the expertise to maximize your property's functionality, aesthetic value, and overall appeal. Mosaic Construction and their affiliated brands, Design Construction Concepts, and Cannabis Facility Construction have worked nationwide and have a diverse portfolio of projects across many real estate sectors. They understand the entire process of consulting, constructing, and transforming your property. When your collective values are aligned, the probability of exceeding your expectations is realized. They only make promises they can keep and treat each project as if it were their own home. Real estate owners and managers of all kinds recognize that they must select the right design and build firm who can help them best achieve their goals. Their clients appreciate how they deliver projects on time, within budget, and minimal disruption. Make Mosaic Construction your construction partner. That's the end of our break. And now back to the show. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there you go, listeners. Like, you know, it helps with open lines of communication and being able to have to be critical of each other and take constructive feedback in a low risk setting, right? Like it's just a performance. Like I have to imagine that that translates to like more important, like everyday like things. So it's just such, so, so thrilling to hear that's been such a positive experience. And I hope the listeners take that away too. Is there any any other aspects of like, you know, performing and, and what you're doing that like helps you, you think, like in your day jobs? Definitely for mine. I mean, I think that I was really shy as a kid. So the fact that I now get up in front of children every single day and adults and speak and I don't get nervous, I definitely attribute that to theater. Granted, I did it for a long time before I became as confident as I am now, but all of those skills are so important. I remember in high school, also, I did speech team. That was a huge stepping stone into eventually being able to have the career I have now. So I think it's really, really a great, great skill set. Yeah, I think the same. I mean, since COVID, I've worked from home. I barely see anybody. <laughs> so I feel like I, I lost all my social skills. So just going back, just going back to this, having people to work with. And also for me, like taking a back seat and not being the main person in the show and just being a little part of it has been a humbling experience for me. And because I'm older and I got into it late, but I'm kind of building my resume and I'm being in the ensemble, hoping to get bigger roles and just kind of trying to, you know, I'm a very big, loud guy. And knowing that I have to kind of find my place in the ensemble, it's just been a great, it's, it, it brings me back to sports, which I had, I haven't done in a while, but just that perfect amount of collaboration, teamwork, a little bit of leadership, some criti criti criticism here and there, you know, we all have to work and build it. It's it, And it's not just like a relationship. It's not the easiest thing, but the beauty is doing well, getting through that and doing it so well, because none of this, a marriage or putting on a production is easy. It's not, we don't do it for easy. It's the satisfaction that we, what we've accomplished through working together. Are you saying you find beauty in the beastly parts of it? Yeah, I mean, maybe. Exactly so, what he's saying. I mean, the beauty and the beast, the the themes are pretty right in your face and obvious, but they, you know, they're, it, it's all classic, just like the Disney themes are like, what's the theme with the beast? Like figuring out how to truly love. I mean, that's something we spend our whole lives trying to do with our family, with our friends, with, with our loved ones. So 
No, I mean, it's great being just like Big Fish had really incredible themes where I halfway through, I was like, oh, my God, I didn't realize that's what where it's going to when you see the the second act and everything. But the themes are big. I, I think Amanda's gotten me into more theater productions and like listening to the music. And the themes are all so heavy. Think of like Wicked and Rents and Les Mis. I mean, they're people put on these shows to tell very serious stories that probably weren't being told by the mainstream. And we needed Broadway and these other arts to tell tell stories that probably pe- or show characters that weren't being shown. So the more I listen, the more I, you know, the first show I saw was Wicked. And maybe, you know, watching some with my grandparents, but just loving the music and the themes and the story. And I couldn't compare it to a movie. It just felt like an entire different experience that they get to put on. Yeah, we're in a frozen phase right now with a kiddo. And it's amazing how much of a musical that like those movies are. But because of the singer, Idina Menzel, then what's her name? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Idina Menzel. Yeah. 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 Uh, I've started to play like the Wicked soundtrack for my kid because it's like, oh, if you like Elsa's voice. Yeah. It's one of the best soundtracks. Every song in Wicked is a banger. Yeah, I get chills. <laughs> I get chills listening to it. The Wicked. opening. Oh, my God. You put on the opening and I'm just you got me for an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So, so true. So true. Which begs the question then. And I'm, I'm particularly curious, Amanda, since you've been more more into it for longer, is whether you think it's OK to listen to a soundtrack before actually seeing a musical oh like a new musical either or, or. and let's say let, let's assume you have the opportunity because nobody sure. not everybody has the opportunity to go see like a new musical especially but is it okay to listen to the soundtrack before going to see it for the first time i think so i mean i personally miss a lot when i go see a show mm-hmm. what especially if it's the first time like even Hamilton, I mean, Hamilton. they they are speaking so fast. I had and, no idea what was going yeah, on. Yeah, and the lyrics are brilliant, but you don't necessarily hear them all full out the first time. Yeah. So I wish I'd listened more before I saw it, because then I saw it, and then I was like, okay, I kind of understood it, and it was amazing, but now I really want to listen to the soundtrack. So now I know it, like, word for word. So yeah. personally, yes. I also think I'm an audible learner, so if I want to sing along with something, I need the recording. Like there's just no way I need it. So I, I, I'm a, I vote. Yes. (laughs) I think so too. I I don't think there are any rules or any restrictions. I think the more information, the better. I had the same thing with Hamilton where I went into it blind and, you know, had the opportunity to see it and probably didn't get as much out of it because I, I didn't read up on it. So I say definitely for wicked, I guess for wicked, I went in completely blind and it changed my life. I mean, I, I I've never seen something so entertaining. I have been I hadn't really gone to a lot of like live theater. This was back in like 2012, and then I listened to it thousands of times afterwards. But you know, you only have the you know it's expensive to go to these shows, and you want to get the most out of it. So if it's something new, you know, we might run through it, you know, just so we get the most out of it the one time we we get to be there. Thinking about the pandemic. What was that like? And again, we'll sort of start with Amanda because you were performing before that as well. And so what was, especially in the theater world, you know, what was that experience like for you? Were you supposed to be in any shows that didn't get to, you you know, you didn't get to perform in? Like, tell us about what your experience was. 
So I was super fortunate that I was not actually performing in a show at the time when that happened, but I was directing Guys and Dolls at my middle school. So they had gotten pretty far in. Like I had taught most of the dances at that point. I think they even started buying costumes and everything. And then it got canceled, which was so sad for kids, like even more so than adults, I feel like, because they were just, there was no understanding of why and how this is happening. And they were so excited. So I was, I just felt really disappointed about that. And then obviously I was unable to perform for almost two years, or maybe it was two years, over two years. So that was tough. But I do think I'm naturally such a busy person. So at the very beginning of it, it was kind of like a relief, like when they thought it was going to be two weeks. And I was like, oh, I could use two weeks off. Don't That's you remember? It's only going to yeah. be two weeks. Then it was only going to be a month. Then only two months. Yeah. Then only six yeah. months. Yeah. And it, when it started getting a little crazier, not as fun. But we also met six months before the pandemic hit. So we were kind of in our honeymoon phase. We moved in really early because we quarantined together. So in a way, the pandemic was like helpful for us because it kind of yeah. made us get to know each other really well quickly. But in all the other circumstances, yeah, it was a very tough time. Yeah, agreed. Good good timing for us meeting and, and getting to spend time together, but happy to be out of it for sure. Yeah. Amanda, did you try to do any like virtual performances or things with the kiddos? Like, how were you able to translate that to like, you know, Zoom? We've had some people on that like tried to do it and with varying degrees of success. Yeah. Well, I performed in like one Zoom benefit, which was fun, but challenging because you had to get, you know, the sound right and everything. And then my kids the next year did a like original musical called Road Trip. And we just took kind of random songs from things and they actually wrote the script and we did it over Zoom. I will say a musical that usually takes four months to put up took six months because we had to record every kid individually and then edit them together. <laughs> so that was not something I would do again, but I'm so glad that they had the opportunity. And by the time the show was, recorded and edited and finished they were back in person so we were able to have like a little viewing night so that was fun but <clears throat> difficult <laughs> yeah it was i was there watching her do the rehearsals on zoom you know very difficult but i i just think it covid showed like just the resilience the adaptability that humans have i mean we just we all if we wanted to keep doing something we figured out a way to do it and and just in a theater production during normal times, like things go wrong, a set piece breaks, someone gets sick and the show must go on. Like we figure it out. We put our heads together. These schools did it during COVID. Teachers did it. Parents did it. You know, maybe we all had to and we had no choice, but just the adaptability that we all showed during COVID to keep doing the things we wanted to do and not get too phased by this. I, you know, I can't believe teachers like Amanda that kept doing the good work they did, you know, behind the screen at home and the extracurriculars when it was just all so much more difficult from not being in person. But 
Yeah, yeah, and that, that difficulty of, like, video editing. So, like, I the software I use for this podcast and for, like, other, like, video marketing stuff that I do and, like, screen sharing things, it's all one tool. It's called Descript, and, like, it's powered by AI, and now you could just take all those files and just upload them at the same time, and the AI will sort it out and sync it oh, up and everything. Oh, nice. Oh, my oh. God. That's a new tool, like, recent? Well, well, I think it came out. It's, I, I think it was around a little bit before the pandemic, but it like took off. Like the software just wasn't there. Like it's we've come so far in three years with like video and audio editing software. Yeah, yeah. Basically, you have to do it again. Put on a virtual show. <laughs> Perfect. Right. I mean, the technology is is it's incredible now. So just sort of rounding out the interview here, some questions that we I like to ask all the guests putting on like your audience member hat because you've you know especially Mandy, you've been in a lot of shows. And uh, Peter, may- maybe you've already given the answers to this que- <laughs> this question. But like, what have been some of the favorite shows that you've just been to, where you're like, you're not a performer, you just want to like go enjoy some theater, and and tell us, you know, what are your top choices? You don't have to pick the number one, but like, get- give us two or three. Yeah, I have two that come to mind. Dear Evan Hansen, when I saw it in Chicago, was one of my favorites. And I know not everyone loves that musical. I feel like they either love it or hate it. It is a very dark musical in a lot of ways but I think the music for me gives me chills and just you know relating it to my students and things they might be feeling it really got me emotionally so that one was one of the best ones I've seen and then once at writer's theater was Mm. perfect I already loved Mm. that movie so much and I can't believe I hadn't seen the musical until that moment but they also did perfect job with it I did see once right you're talking about the one we went to was unbelievable I have to give it to Wicked again. I saw for a high school graduation in 2011, saw it in Chicago, changed my life. And we recently went to the Lyric and saw West Side Story, and it really blew me away. Just being at a big theater with a deep, wide stage, you know, where there's one main character on stage and it looks like he's just a speck, you know, and and singing so loud. I mean, it was a, such a cool experience to be on, on on such a grand scale. And then finally, Amanda put on Adam's family with her middle schoolers. And I just thought it was terrific. You know, just a quick hour 15. They had a great Gomez. They had a great Fester, Fester yeah. you know, yeah. the humor. And that was the first time I had seen the show before I we saw Highland Park do it. So every laugh got me. And there's nothing like seeing like sixth graders, seventh graders, you know, working together. And yeah. so that that blew me away on, on a smaller scale. I always tell them they're the bravest kids in the school because they're willing to put on, especially a kooky show like Adam's Family. One of the kids had to wear a bald cap. I mean, and they were committed. So I'm obsessed yeah. with them. They were amazing. Pro tip, listeners, by the way, when asked a question like that, if you could compliment your spouse, Boom. do it. <laughs> Yeah, oh. it, it worked. Let I did it right you. at the end. So afterwards, <laughs> I'll be like, hey, you hear that? You hear that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, with with that, let's, this is the last chance you have to put butts in seats. I know we're still in the middle of rehearsals, but like, let's put those butts in seats. Tell the listeners, why should they come out and see Beauty and the Beast? Oh, my goodness. I mean, we just have a stacked cast. Everyone mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. awesome at their roles and perfectly cast. Like I said earlier, it kind of feels like you're watching the movie like live. It's amazing. And especially we have a lot of kids trying to come and do birthday parties there and whatnot. So great opportunity for that. And they're selling fast. So definitely buy those tickets. Yeah, I think we have eight shows. It's going to be a great time. Very entertaining. 
big on, you know, smaller stage, big ensemble. You're going to feel like you're immersed in the world. I can't wait to put it up. All right. I love it. If if anyone wanted to follow up with you, especially you, Amanda, you've got you've got some, you know, if they want to, you know, learn dance from you or send their kids, like where, where could they follow up? Yeah, absolutely. Well, my Instagram is at theater nerd, T-H-E-A-T-R-E nerd, 428. Sorry, clearly the name is <laughs> so accurate. And then I also have a Facebook page if anyone's looking for a tutoring as well. And then I, I work uh, part-time at Roots in Northbrook. All right. Well, thank you both so much for coming on the show. Unless, Peter, do you want do you want people to follow up with you? I don't know. Oh, but I just say go to go to Amanda's <laughs> yeah. socials. You'll find you'll find photos of me, a few. It's mostly our dogs, but then you might see me. But go to go to her social. All right. Well, thank you both so much for coming on the show. Thanks, Thanks. so much. And that's our show. Please share this podcast to help support the work of Deerfield Theater. An even better way to support us is go see Beauty and the Beast. Visit DeerfieldTheater.com to purchase tickets. As always, links are in the show notes. And thanks again to this production's platinum sponsor, Mosaic Construction. Please follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your preferred listening app to never miss an episode. Until next time, thanks to everyone who continues to support the arts. We'll see you at the theater.